traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute. The Greg Kelly Show. Wow. Uh, sick days are great unless you're really sick. <laughs> you always want a day off, right? You always want to catch up on things. But if you have a fever, at least me, uh, any kind of fever, 98.9, and I am hallucinating. I just, uh, it, woo, terrible, terrible, terrible stuff. I took lots of NyQuil, which was great. Uh, only worked for about four hours. Got four hours of sleep, and then I was up uh, back to... Well, weird dreams and hallucinating and strange, strange stuff. I actually even uh, had this dream that the that the Republicans didn't even manage to um, pass the impeachment <clears throat> order of of Mayorkas, right? Mayorkas, the most corrupt, incompetent, uh, dishonest uh, cabinet official ever, right? Very easy to get that guy, right? Easy, easy. And of course, Republicans, we the, the majority in the House, right? They've been working on that impeachment for months. It wasn't going to be a problem to take care of that, right? What? And then as I came out of my haze, this is really true. 215 to 215, I heard. Well, and then I'm like, wait, wait, 215. It's a tie. What happened? 215 and 215. What is that up to? 430. Well, there are five more representatives out there. Well, how did they vote? Wait, what's going on? The Republicans, I swear. You know, I'm not a Republican. I'm certainly not a Democrat. They are just. They all stink down there. They really do. But having said that, you know, Republicans are, you know, we do believe in, what do we believe in? You don't have to be in lockstep with the party. It is freedom of thought. It is, you can, you can go your own way. You got to have a little bit of party discipline. I don't think like the Democrats where it's a party over country. That's like the communists. It's all about the party, all about party discipline. We don't have that on our side. Okay. But something a little bit, a little bit. Um, you know what I found myself really, really missing and longing for? Um, George Santos. <laughs> Remember George, the Republican from Long Island, who won in an upset race, and well, he would have voted to. I'm I'm sure he would have voted to impeach. He was his voting record was so solid while he was there. What was the urgency? Why were they? Why were they in such a rush to get him out? What was that all about? Also, Kevin McCarthy. Um, not a big fan, but I figured. All right, he's still going to vote the right way, right? He's still going to he can't be the speaker anymore, but he's going to he's going to still support the cause. I figured that because Nancy Pelosi, I know she's no longer the speaker, but she's out there voting, you know, voting in lockstep with her caucus, right? Just always voting in line with the other Democrats. Kevin McCarthy couldn't vote with the Republicans if he wanted to because he quit Congress. If he can't be the speaker, he quit Congress. He went home. His district is actually open. There's nobody representing, what is it, California's 20th district. There's nobody there. Uh, so that's the, where the 415, 415, uh, 215, 215 comes in. 
And I think Congressman George Santos would have voted to get rid of that uh, lying weirdo, Mayorkas. And, well, let's check in with the former Congressman George Santos. Congressman, can you hear me? It's Greg Kelly. Greg, great to be here with you. How are you, my friend? And you're, you're right on that, right on the money. You, I, I just, when, when they were getting rid of you, I, that was so over the top. Let me ask you something. Is it starting to make sense now? I mean, was this the plan all along? Were our Republicans that much in cahoots with Democrats in the deep state? They knew our majority was so narrow. They wanted you out. So things like this would happen or wouldn't happen. Here's what I'll say, Greg. I don't know that 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 they're intelligent enough to have the wherewithal and foresight to even play 4D chess at that level. But here's what I do know. They're stupid because New York Republicans are the ones who led the charge to expel me, knowing that we had unfinished business with Mallorcas and many other issues with the border. They took away a reliable Republican vote. So yesterday, when it all blew up in their faces and a lot of people say, oh, George Santos is being petty by saying miss me yet. No, I'm reminding the American people that this is the result of bad decisions. What was done to me shouldn't have never happened. I'm not saying this is sour grapes. I'm saying this is constitutional rights. I was denied due process. But guess who also was denied accountability yesterday? The people of the 3rd District of New York who have a massive illegal alien camp in our district with 1,500 men in one and 300 in another were denied the ability to have a say on whether Mallorca stays or goes. And that's because other members of New York decided to recall the vote of the people of the 3rd Congressional District of New York. That is the consequence that they created for themselves. And yesterday it was in plain sight for the entire country to see. Democrats will wheel in Al Green in a hospital gown before they lose to us. We will fall divided as they will win united. And that is the problem of the GOP, my friend. Wow. Wow. Uh I'll point out, you know, Menendez, Senator Menendez, as we all know, is under federal indictment. He's been under federal indictment before and was actually kind of legislating and, and just doing his thing, even on committees uh, for over a year under indictment. And nobody <laughs> nobody went to DEFCON 5. They didn't expel him. Uh, and that's where I think there's something a, a lot more sinister uh, afoot. It's, it's just, I wouldn't go ahead. Cory Bush is, is in, in, in looming. There's a looming indictment on Cory Bush. Are they going to expel her? Ilhan Omar should be indicted for treason after pledging allegiance to Somalia above it all, above the United States. So where, 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 is, where, where is this all going? Are we going to see a Cory Bush expulsion vote or is she going to resign when she gets indicted? Her own words were no member under criminal suspicion should be in Congress. So she should resign. Make it easy. <laughs> Criminal suspicion. Wow. Well, <laughs> a lot of people would have to get, I mean, that's uh, the vaguest hint of anything. Uh, well, listen, Congressman, uh, you were screwed. Uh, you should still be there. Uh, you were denied due process. And uh, we certainly missed you yesterday. And to be sure, you would have voted to uh, impeach Mayorkas uh, you said that at the get-go, but twice if I could <laughs> twice. <laughs> uh, but why, um, 
I mean, shouldn't it have been done four weeks into the new Congress? I mean, they dragged it out. I think they're overly formal about this stuff. I think somehow they're they're gun shy. Uh, I don't know about this Speaker Johnson at this point. What what do you make of him? And are are they too cautious? I think Republicans err in the side of caution too far and uh, too often. Uh, unlike Democrats who are trigger happy, uh, I want to see Republicans just have the the fortitude, you know what fortitude, to just pull the trigger. We should have impeached Mayorkas first 90 days of this Congress back in 2023. We didn't. We dragged it and dragged it as it got worse and exponentially worse. Now we now we're here's here's how Democrats will will fail. Speaker Johnson, who is somebody I supported for speaker, somebody I I had absolute admiration for. I do not recognize this man as the man that I supported for speaker. And I will say this. He played right into the hands of the mainstream media, of the Rachel Maddow's and Joy Reid's and uh, the the bankrupt Vanderbilt, uh, the Anderson Cooper of the world. And now they're going to go and be part of the DNC's communication team saying that now we owe we're owning as Republicans the border crisis because Speaker Johnson played into Schumer's hand and did so, so, so innocently. And this is exactly why Democrats always win the talking points, because we cave and don't pull the trigger. Mallorca should have been impeached last year. It shouldn't have never waited for this year. What is it? What is so seductive down there? I mean, he, he's not the same person. You mentioned the mainstream media. Like what what pulls them over to the other side? Uh, how do they lose their way? What what does the other side have to offer? I mean, how does somebody like Mike Johnson get so tripped up? I'll tell you what happens. You get a guy like Mike Johnson from Louisiana, Trump's defense attorney, one of the guys who was the architect of, you know, trying to stop the fraudulent election from being certified with the issues, right? Not not the entire election per se, but the issues. Um, he goes and sits in the chair of speaker and all of a sudden now special interest pays a big game because guess what? He needs to fundraise. So he needs to not piss off Raytheon, uh, Anheuser-Busch, and then you name it, right? That's the problem. The problem with the speakership is it is controlled by money interests of Washington, D.C., and those are all lobbyists. And unfortunately, you can put anybody in that seat, almost anybody, and they're going to all become the same thing. They become shadows and shells of their former self that they can't even recognize when they leave Congress. You know, everybody should study, and I, it just occurred to me while you were talking, there was a senator from Wisconsin by the name of William Proxmire around in the 80s, 70s, 80s, and into the early 90s. He wasn't rich, and he only spent about $1,000 on his campaign. That was his big thing. And he got overwhelmingly reelected each time from Wisconsin. He's like, I'm not going to pay a lot of money and I'm going to be creative. And he, he was, a, they should be, there should be a university named after this guy. And he's barely a footnote these days. Hey, do you have a, are you leaning one way or the other on, on your successor? Uh, the rate, I guess the election is tomorrow. We got uh, Swazi and Pillip. I'm sure you don't want Swazi in there. Uh, what, what are your I thoughts? I don't want Swazi, but I'm not enthusiastic to go vote because, Greg, I've held a long standard in my life. I don't vote for registered Democrats. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, 
I think she has an answer for that. Hey, by the way, you're you're speaking to somebody who at one time was a registered Democrat. Yeah, everybody relax. I was living in Washington, D.C., and I kind of wanted to vote in elections, and I kind of wanted it to kind of mean something. So, uh, hey, Ronald Reagan right. was it, a- it, it, It's not about being a registered Democrat. It's about saying you're going to change to a Republican when she got elected in 2021. And I was under the impression she was she had switched her registration until all the reports came out. And I said, wait, she made a promise to a room full hundreds of people saying she would switch. She got reelected in 2020. She didn't have time to re-register. It's a form. She didn't have time to fill out a form. So that concerns me, because when you look at the, the, the way power is divided in Washington is regardless of, of what you think, she will sit in a, in a Democrat seat. And she will conference with the Republicans until she changes her registration. Remember when Jeff Andrew changed his registration, it wasn't effective until he actually changed his registration to Republican that it showed on the seat map that the Republicans had gained a seat. So if she goes there, Democrats will gain the seat, but she will choose to conference with Republicans until she changes that registration over. It's amazing. So that's what concerns me. Here, here we are. You know what I mean? Uh, you fibbed a little bit about volleyball. <laughs> And they made a federal case out of it, and 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 here we are. It's it's well, George. You know what? It sounds like you're you're thriving through it all. I know you've got multiple battles on multiple fronts. How are you doing? And anything you want to update us on? Oh, look, I, I'm going through the process, Greg, and 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 you know, I have faith that everything will be okay at the end. Um, and right now, look, I'm I'm just working through it all and I'm having fun and I'm enjoying life a little bit more outside of politics and just trying to just trying to add something to the world. That's why I ran for office. I wanted to have a legacy of something positive and I'm not going to stop that, you know, and, and I'm just going to keep going, man. Good for you. Good for you, Congressman. Um, it's, it's great to talk to you. Many, many thanks. I admire your spirit and, um, you are an innocent man. Nothing has been proven. Uh, and, um, Uh, remember that, everybody. We have a system, and everybody should be granted due process. Thank you very much, Congressman. Thank you, Greg. It's always a pleasure to be with you. You bet. Thank you. Um, All right. I think he's he's a good guy. (laughs) I do. I've got a big soft spot in my heart for him, and I think he got screwed over. And, um, yeah, there are questions that have been raised, and I've been through, through those with him before. And, uh, and we'll see how it all pans out. But what happened to him was not right. It's amazing. Just amazing. Menendez with the gold bars under his pillow and the Democrats stand by him. Actually, the Democrats pretend nothing really happened. Yeah, they, they issued a couple of statements and, you know, but there he is. Nobody took to the floor. Nobody put formal resolutions in or anything like that to get him out of there. So, um, all right, stand by. And uh, actually... We're going to be joined by uh, the person who is seeking that seat, uh, Madam Pillip, in just a little bit. and Some other good stuff. I'll be right back. Greg Kelly. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.
You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. This is The Greg Kelly Show. So... I wish I had uh, that kind of spirit if I were really under attack, under siege. I guess uh, certain people have it. You know, Santos, look, he's being indicted and uh, he's got a lot of other things going on. You know, they're trying to get him and uh, you heard him. He sounded great. It's like Trump. It's kind of like Trump. Um, and maybe if you think about it, you know, we if they can do it, we can do it. I mean, you think about the problems you have, I have, compared to what Trump is going through. They're minuscule, minuscule. And they can get us really, really down. Uh, look, I admire his spirit. What can I tell you? Both Trump and George Santos. Um, what else do we want to do here? I got to tell you, Curtis Sliwa is uh, a hero. Um, you saw what he did. He, he's out there like Batman fighting crime wherever he sees it. The migrant situation totally out of control. He is looking very, very good for uh, mayor, don't you think? Unless he faces some uh, competition inside the party, but I don't think that's going to happen. Curtis was on Hannity last night, cut 16. Not a bad deal. I don't think they're giving them to, to vets that are homeless in New York City. Not that I've heard, Curtis. Well, in fact, our guys have just taken down... One of the migrant guys right here on the corner, 42nd and 7th, while all can, this Can you is pan taken, the camera? They've taken over. They've taken over. You'd like the camera over there if at all possible. Oh, you got your key open, guys. He is out of control. Out of control. Live on TV, Curtis Sliwa apprehended a, I, I believe that was a shoplifter, right? Was it, it was just ripped off a bunch of stuff? Uh, I, then I heard it was somebody who was trying to just get in the way of the TV. Whatever it was, it was an illegal migrant trying to sow chaos on the streets of New York. And don't do that when you're in the vicinity of Curtis Sliwa. Great job, as usual. Um, the migrant crisis is now Donald Trump's fault. And Joe Biden, you know, he's the perfect person for this job, really, because we know that he can lie without the faintest tinge of guilt or embarrassment or shame. We saw that's how he made a name for himself back in 1987. He will say anything regardless of the facts. It doesn't matter. He will lie to your face and he's going to try to lie to the American people again about immigration. 
I don't think it's going to work. It can't work. People, um, we've, we're smarter than that, Joe. He has no respect, no respect for the country. It's funny. It really is that we got to this place. I have amazing footage of Biden and Ronald Reagan. And what Ronald Reagan did 30 year, 35 years ago is going to knock your head off. Listening to the Greg Kelly Show. Hey, we're back. We're back. And a quick programming note: uh, nobody should ever miss Mark Levin. Real quick, cut nineteen. Mark Levin from last night. The history of Judaism, the history of Christianity, abounds in the state of Israel. When you look in your Bible, when you read your Bible, the holy sites, the great prophets, others who came before us, this is where they lived. This is where they were born. This was their home. Always under attack by outsiders. Always. Mark Levin has been so excellent on on everything, but the way he spoke about Israel was truly moving. That show is not to be missed. We are joined now uh, by Mozzie Melissa Pillup, who's running for Congress from the 3rd District on Long Island. We were just talking about it. I mean, it's uh, up for grabs. you got Democrat Tom Swazi and uh, this dynamo, Mozzie Melissa Pillup. Uh, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm good. Thank you for having me, Greg. Uh, so you're relatively uh, well new on the national scene. How's the campaign going? Are you ready to uh, to do this? Yes, absolutely. I'm very excited. So far, so good. People are so excited, so supportive. Um, everybody want to do something. And uh, what can I tell you? It's just uh, nice to see that. And I'm very happy. I'm very excited to be the voice for the American people in the national level. And by the way, just tell us a little bit about your personal story. Where do you come from and all that stuff? Ethiopia, right? Yes, I was born in Ethiopia at the age of 12 in 1991. It was a civil war in um, Israel and the United States brought me and another 14,500 Ethiopian Jews to Israel. I went to school there, finished high school, joined the, the IDF, uh, uh, and uh, I joined the paratrooper brigade. I served uh, for one year and nine months, um, and I specialized in a weapon. And after the army, I went to, you know, get my degree uh, from Haifa University and master degree from Tel Aviv University. I met my husband, who was born in Ukraine, grew up in America, came to study medicine. And about 17 years ago, we I moved here. I have seven children. I live in Great Neck, uh, Nassau. And uh, about two years ago, I elected uh, the first time for county legislator seat and re-elected about three months ago. And now I'm the candidate for Congress. <laughs> well, it's quite a story. Only in America, right? Only in America. Yeah. If you get to uh-huh. Congress, uh, what kind of what kind of uh, how how could we characterize you? Are you MAGA? Are you MAGA light? Are you independent? How would you? What kind of member of Congress do you want to be? I am bringing common sense government. For me, it's all about the people. I want to serve the people, 
and and uh, to be there for the, the American people and to protect our borders, to uh, support law enforcement and uh, to bring safety to our state, to our country and improve our economy. All the good things that American people would like to see. Well, that sounds great. Uh, Tom Swazi has represented that district before. Um you know, some lots of name recognition, and uh, some would say, "Well, he knows how to get things done." What's wrong with that guy, in your opinion? It's funny. He's saying he's the only one who can get uh, things done. Uh, the matter of fact, he he caused a lot of problems. As a, a county um, executive, you know, we all remember him. Uh, increased taxes. He kicked ice from uh, the county, and. Uh, uh, he supported defunding the police movement. Uh, and the Congress member, he opened the the borders. He supported uh, Biden 100% of the time. The squad members, over 90% of the time. Uh, that's what we, you know, we all remember the, you know, when we talk about uh, Thomas Wadi. So he caused all those issues, and he is part of the problem. I am part of the solution. All right. Hey, so what's the deal with, um, you're the Republican nominee. Are you technically a Republican? I and I consider myself a Republican for sure. If you see my my voting record, you will see I'm all about law enforcement. I'm all about cutting taxes. I'm all about securing our borders and our towns and bringing safety and improving our economy. Uh, on the paper, I still register as a Democrat, but something that's going to be um, changed just uh, once this election is over. All right. Just out of curiosity, and I, look, I, I, I told everybody earlier, I was in Washington, I was a Democrat, and then I, I wasn't, and then, I, you know, it's just a piece of paper. You know, why not take care of that, you know, why not, why, why not just take care of it now? Uh, yeah, you know what, I am in the middle of the election, I cannot do anything right now, it can change things. Uh, I voted with Republican 100% of the time, that's what I'm standing for. You know, when I came here, I, was, I registered as a Democrat. But that Democratic Party that I, you know, used to know is no longer that. It's very extreme. And Tom Swazi, part of that extreme uh, policies that the Tom and the Biden, the squad members are promoting every single day and getting, uh, taking our, uh, our country in the wrong direction. Hey, tell us, uh, how would you have voted on the Mallorca situation? It seemed like a really bad guy who needs to go. And uh... Yeah, definitely. You know, that's the reason why we need a stronger majority. We need to, to impeach him. Uh, he... He failed to protect uh, uh, the country. Um, he failed doing his job, and he should be out. And again, that's just another reason uh, why important to have another seat, another strong uh, majority there in order to, you know, to do things, you know, to move forward um, and to serve the people and to do the right things. All right. So tomorrow is the big day, right? Tomorrow, every every day is a big day. It's the early voting. We all, uh, you know. Um, encouraging everybody to go out to vote, and then uh, February 13th is the, the big day. Uh, oh, that's right. Forgive me. Yeah, Tuesday. So, uh, yeah, yeah, early voting. It's so, uh, gosh. It's oh, started. We're, um, we're, and we're good with early voting. You have any concerns about, uh, gosh, I mean, it's just, it's here to stay. we got to embrace it. That's what it is, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I just want to make it so clear for people. This is about saving our country. This is not about Mazi or Swazi. This is about common sense government. This is about saving our country, protecting our borders, uh, taking the migrant crisis, and bringing uh, safe, you know, safety to our county, our state, and, and country, and supporting law enforcement and fighting crime. 
All right. Excellent. Excellent. And um, final thoughts. Uh, gosh, I just think it's a testament to uh, America that it would attract somebody of your talent and that you came here and uh, growing up in Ethiopia, it's uh, it's beyond anyone's. I, I, I am assuming you never thought something like this could happen when you were a kid. Absolutely not. It's really, you know, this is another, an example of, you know, living the American dream. And I want to be an example for everyone out there. You know, this country is the greatest country in the world and everybody can accomplish anything that you want. There is nothing better than this. All you have to do, work hard, work hard and work hard and uh, do the right thing. So I'm very thankful for this opportunity and I'm very proud, proud American. All right. Hey, real quick, seven kids from what age to what age? Oldest one is 16, the youngest one is two. And Four boys, three girls. Are they helping you on the campaign trail? Uh, sometimes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, Whenever I need, they are there for me. <laughs> all right, well, good luck. All right, so uh, if you want to vote in person, that's uh, that's next Tuesday, a week from... Uh, you you got to forgive me, I was sick for two days. I was sick. It feels uh, yeah, like... Don't worry, don't worry about it, because early voting started, that's the reason. People are already voting, so... All right, Mazi, Melissa, Pillup, good luck, all right? Uh, common Thank sense. That, that would be great, some common sense in Washington. All the best, okay? Thank you very much. You bet, you bet. Um, huh. How about that? It is the most closely watched, uh, race in the country right now, actually. And, uh, a lot of money is pouring in and I, uh, I can't endorse anybody officially, but I am pulling for her. I like, uh, Tom Swazi, but he's already been a congressman and, um, maybe it's time for him to do something else. I just, uh, um, and he did say some pretty wild things about, about migrants and sanctuary cities and all that stuff. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know. All right. Go for it. Mozzie, Melissa, Pillup. Hey, is that your district, Rich? You live out there? Uh, you're, you're, you're just out of that district. Most people don't even know what district they're in. Wait, you're in Baldwin, right? All right. So that's, uh, what number district is that? I believe I'm in uh, four. <laughs> yeah, I believe I'm in four. Nobody knows the number district they're in. The Esposito's my congressman, though. You He's have, our congressman. Uh, well, congratulations. Most people have a vague idea, but mm, that's kind of changing. That's kind of changing because we see how important it is to have good people who will not throw the country away, um, as Joe Biden seems to be doing. And you know what? I think he is compromised. I'm not the first to observe this, right? His behavior uh, regarding China seems just inexplicable unless China knows something about him, right? Um, now, China is pulling for Iran in just about everything. China, Iran, there's a, a close relationship there. Does China not want Joe responding aggressively to the attack on our uh, base over there in Jordan that killed the three soldiers. Are we so late, lame, and weird in our response because China is saying to Joe, don't go too far here, sport? I wonder because while I was sick, it was the only productive thought I had. I really was out of it for two days. It was terrible. But I do remember... Uh, you know why I was thinking this? I was thinking this because I had not sat on a couch in the middle of the day. The last time I really remember doing that vividly was when I was in high school um, on a sick day. And I think when my parents went to Club Med, I just took a couple of days off, too, and hung around the house. Uh, and I remember that Ronald Reagan 
ordered Libya bombed after they attacked not our base, not um, a ship, but a discotheque. No kidding. Libyan terrorists blew up a discotheque in West Germany that was known to be popular with American service members. One soldier was killed. A bunch were wounded and a bunch of Europeans, too. And Ronald Reagan hit back hard and not against proxies, but against the headquarters. At that time, Libya was calling the shots when it came to global terrorism. And Ronald Reagan, and you know what else he did? He came out and he explained this to the American people, not muttering things as he went to the helicopter. Let's see here. He tells the whole story. It's pretty effective. It goes on for a bit, but we're going to listen to this, all right? Cut 23, Ronald Reagan, April 1986. My fellow Americans, at 7 o'clock this evening, Eastern Time, air and naval forces of the United States launched a series of strikes against the headquarters, terrorist facilities, and military assets that support Muammar Gaddafi's subversive activities. The attacks were concentrated and carefully targeted to minimize casualties among the Libyan people with whom we have no quarrel. From initial reports, our forces have succeeded in their mission. Several weeks ago in New Orleans, I warned Colonel Gaddafi we would hold his regime accountable for any new terrorist attacks launched against American citizens. More recently, I made it clear we would respond as soon as we determined conclusively who was responsible for such attacks. On April 5th in West Berlin, a terrorist bomb exploded in a nightclub frequented by American servicemen. Sergeant Kenneth Ford and a young Turkish woman were killed and 230 others were wounded, among them some 50 American military personnel. This monstrous brutality is but the latest act in Colonel Gaddafi's reign of terror. The evidence is now conclusive that the terrorist bombing of La Belle Discotheque was planned and executed under the direct orders of the Libyan regime. On March 25th, more than a week before the attack, orders were sent from Tripoli to the Libyan People's Bureau in East Berlin to conduct a terrorist attack against Americans to cause maximum and indiscriminate casualties. Libya's agents then planted the bomb. On April 4th, the People's Bureau alerted Tripoli that the attack would be carried out the following morning. The next day, they reported back to Tripoli on the great success of their mission. Our evidence is direct, it is precise, it is irrefutable. We have solid evidence about other attacks Gaddafi has planned against the United States installations and diplomats and even American tourists. Thanks to close cooperation with our friends, some of these have been prevented. With the help of French authorities, we recently aborted one such attack a planned massacre using grenades and small arms of civilians waiting in line for visas at an American embassy. Colonel Gaddafi is not only an enemy of the United States. His record of subversion and aggression against the neighboring states in Africa is well documented and well known. He has ordered the murder of fellow Libyans in countless countries. He has sanctioned acts of terror in Africa, Europe, and the Middle East as well as the Western Hemisphere. Hold on a second. Does that sound a little bit familiar? Iran is doing all the same stuff. Iran is doing all this stuff. And it, you know what? I think my favorite part of that was 
when he, he actually named the discotheque, La Rev Discotheque. They messed with the discotheque, so we hit Gaddafi. And I'm glad he did. Known, known to be popular with service members. They hit a fort of ours, this Tower 22 in Jordan. Uh, we're going to respond eventually at a time and place of our choosing. And where is the footage? I haven't seen any uh, cool kind of whiz-bang video from the Pentagon. You know how they release that stuff, right, where you see the bomb actually going into the target? Where is that stuff, by the way? Have you guys seen it? I haven't seen it. They, they're always kind of releasing that stuff when something goes down successfully. Why haven't we seen it? Why are we just, why is this now being downplayed? Why is it, we just are not looking for any trouble? Maybe Joe is not looking to be exposed by his communist minders. I think that's what really is going down. Give me a moment, please. Thank you, Mr. President. Greg Kelly. listening to the Greg Kelly show. Yes, yes. Uh back. Back after 2 days of agony. Man, oh man, oh man. Being you got to appreciate when you feel good when you're healthy because uh man, it's horrible when you're sick. Homeostasis. You ever heard of homeostasis? That's the the body's way of regulating itself. It's amazing. One temp if I get 1 degree a temperature 99, 100 degree temperature, it, it just totally throws everything off balance. I was one miserable cat, uh, but all better now. Just kind of a little bit, a uh, little bit disorientating, but uh, it's fine. Sandra, hello. Greg Kelly, I'm so happy to hear you. You sound good. I was very worried, but now I feel better because you're back. Well, you were very worried. Would you? Th- <laughs> Don't be, was, come on. Yeah. But uh, it's not like you to get sick. So I know, I you're really right. Worried. Thank you for noticing. I don't uh, do that very often. It doesn't happen very often. I notice it, basically, I figured it out, though. It happens like every three years in February. Every three years in February, I get sick. For uh, just, I look back, it's happened for the past uh, six years. So, what's up? So, Thank you. So, I wanted, to, I wanted to bounce this by you. You know, um, Roberta Kaplan, she was a, she's a lawyer for E.J. Carroll. You know, she was also the lawyer for Mary Trump. Don't you think that's a conflict of interest? Uh, I mean, the whole damn thing is corrupt. Is it a conflict of interest? Not really. It's In a weird way, it's the opposite of a conflict of interest, right? You know, they're all out to get Trump no matter what. I mean, it's disgusting and, and, and corrupt, but I can't necessarily call it a conflict of interest. It'd be like if she were representing me <laughs> and... and and E. Jean Carroll, that might be a conflict of interest, but I don't see that. Uh, many miserable things afoot here, but conflict of interest, I don't think that would apply in that regard. Uh, although being paid money by Reed Hoffman and all that stuff, uh, I don't think that's uh, that's not right, obviously. Letter of the law, yeah. Spirit of the law, no. Barbara in Huntington. Thank you, Sandra. Barbara, Hi. Hi, Greg. I also am just so glad that you're back and feeling better. Just stay well. We all missed you so much. Um, I called because I heard you interviewing Mozzie Phillip. And a couple weeks ago, I had been asked by a friend who was introducing her at a Republican club event 
if I would write a prayer for for the event. And, and I did. I didn't know what to write. I went and looked at her campaign platform, and I put all the things that are in her campaign platform in this prayer because they are things that are of God, not of the devil, basically. So I wondered if I could read that. Go ahead. Okay. God of our fathers, it is fitting that we should ask your blessings on the campaign efforts for Mozzie Melissa Pillip. You are a God of peace, not conflict. You empowered Mozzie with the courage and strength to defend the freedom of her adopted country, Israel, as a member of the IDF. She continues her support for Israel, your beloved nation, to exist in peace and prosperity. Mozzie has now committed herself to strengthen America's freedoms. You are a God of order, not chaos. She champions the order of safe communities with necessary police protection and the order of safe borders with the enforcement of legal immigration, not chaotic invasion. She advocates for the order of just economic policies to safeguard the financial security of hardworking Americans. We thank you, Lord, for sending Mozzie to us for her, her abilities and dedication. We pray. We hear you, uh, Barbara, and hopefully so does God. I know he does. Thank you. Be right back. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com. 